I got a sex mishap story for ya. It's not that great, but I think it's pretty funny. I was with my baby daddy at the time, and he was like into different things and stuff, or we both wanted to try different things together, and so we decided to try some silicone cock rings. Felt awesome, um, but they slipped off very easily, and we were doing it one night, and it slipped off inside of me, and I think he literally spent a good, like, ten minutes at least trying to fish it out of me. I was sitting there laughing the whole time, not making the whole endeavor any easier. Uh, we did eventually get it out, but it was pretty fucking funny, and we never used those again. What's the kinkiest thing you've ever done? Yeah, I whacked off in a Taco Bell twice, and uh, hot sauce, a lot of hot sauce packets. Were you working there, or just, like, enjoying burritos? Chili cheese burritos, to be exact. They're delicious. But you were not working there? No, not at all. Okay, so you weren't making special sauce yourself? No, had I been working there, I probably would have done it more frequently, though. Thank you for not working at Taco Bell. I ended up banging this girl that I had just met that day on my bathroom floor. And about uh, five minutes into the deed, uh, my dad came home and uh, knocked on the bathroom door and asked what was happening. And I, I said that um, we were dyeing my hair. And really, I was like nuts deep. Yeah, but I couldn't be like, Dad, I'm balls deep. Can you come back in like 10 minutes? But uh, anyway, so the, the cool part is that my dad didn't bust me. And the suck part is that we had to figure out how to like dye my hair while we were in there, like, you know, screwing. And this old man was like, damn, that hair dye smells like pussy. <laughs> 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 it's fucking hot. All right, the coda to the story. Oh, my favorite part about that story and every other story I have involving that girl, all of which are beautiful, is that she was so short, I, there was no way for me, being like 6'2", to physically like be on top of her. It just wouldn't happen. So like, she's always on top. It's kind of weird. Did you prop her on the sink or something? No, just, she's always on top. Okay, I guess. It was, it was like, it was like getting fucked by a lawn gnome. Like that's, that, not, minus the beard, but she was like that, she was little. And not like a midget, she was just very tiny, and I was very huge. It would be like a midget fucking a person of normal stature. This is Sexual Misadventures. Sexual Misadventures. Yeah, we're talking about, uh, oh, sexual mishaps like the couple that we just heard. Um, more reasons to never try um, anything that attaches, to, I think, from the first one. <laughs> you know... Cock rings are always going to be slightly risky, to, no matter what they're made out of. Um, although I think the funniest cock ring joke I've ever heard was from the Mr. Show. And it was like a cock ring warehouse. They're having a blowout sale. It was like it's a little, not, it's a little weird non sequitur to kind of connect a couple comedy bits. But anyways, you know what, um, yeah, you know so what, cock rings. What's you know, funny about that one, though, is the how she said that he had to fish around in there for it. I know. Oh, my God, I know. I, well, apparently she was enjoying that part, so I, I've seen worse things on the internet. I mean, that's also, like, a really good way to lose a wedding ring or maybe a watch, too. Oh, God. Well, no, actually, using, like, chopsticks or forceps or something. That leads into... Um, a misadventure I had. Why not? Let's go ahead and share this. 
um, had an experience with a girl where the condom just like straight up exploded or something and like snapped me. You must have got an air bubble in there. Uh, I don't know. I was just I, just, I was just that powerful, I guess. Um, I guess. Pro- doubtful. Um, and then uh, this was like our second date, and our 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 first you know adventure after that was to go on a walk and go to Walgreens and buy Plan B. Because I think okay. neither of us Smart. neither Smart. of us wanted to see what my kids were going to turn out to be like. That's fair. Fair, yes. Well, you've, you've witnessed some of the crap I've put my body through. Yeah. Sure enough. <laughs> All right, you got, any, you got any more of that story? From that particular one? Um, not really, other than the fact that I do remember that her dog was watching us the whole time, and I got kind of creeped out by it. Oh, oh yeah. that was the same dog that was stick his nose like right in my ass at the wrong time. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess you wanted to see if you were healthy. I, Yeah, or toss my salad one or the other. Well, I mean, that's what dogs can do to each other stick their nose in each other's asses. Yeah, I was kind of waiting for prison to actually have that experience. Okay. <laughs> what about you? All right, what, have you so, what have you got? So my story, this goes back to college. And there's this girl I knew, had some classes together. I mean, she was built like a brick shit house. I mean, she was model hot, long legs, you know, peach of an ass, just like amazing rack, still amazing. And I mean, she knew it, you know, so we'd always kind of flirting and stuff. And then one time when she was drunk, she told me that she was a stripper on the side. You know, she you know didn't dance at the club. She would just go do private parties. Which could be a bonus as long as you don't have to watch her at work. Yeah, yeah. As long as she's not giving up happy endings and whatnot. But so anyways, you know, there's a couple times we'd made out. And then one time we're over at my place and, you know, we're just going at it. And we're just dry humping like crazy. And, you know, I get her rocks off. And then I'm like, well, do you want to do the real thing? She's like, well, yeah. You know, so golf, go the clothes. Now, in hindsight, you know, I was young. I didn't really understand my own physiology at that point yet. But, you know, when you dry up a guy for two hours, more than likely, he's only got two strokes left in him before he pops. And, you know, so I get up, you know, throw out a condom, jump in. And whatever I did, I don't know if I twisted my leg weird or something, but I got this Charlie horse. And like in the back of my my leg, back of like my quad, and I just fell off a herd, fell onto the ground in this crumple, just screaming. And <laughs> just like, oh God, the hell, my leg! And I'm like, oh, son of a bitch, you know? This is why you should always stretch and hydrate. Yes. yes have some, have some bananas and Powerade around. And, you know, so that kind of ruined the mood. And, you know, she gave me that look that I've learned to, except for most women, that look of awkwardness and puzzlement and like, oh, God, why? Why? But, but yeah, so that's the other thing. You know, in hindsight, I should have been, you know, I got about ready to pop. Would you mind just finishing this one off and then we'll start from zero again? 
You know what I mean? <laughs> get the one out of the chamber. Yeah, yeah. And I've, then start I've, over. I've had now that we experience. Were both on equal footing. I'm at the point now where I have to explain to someone first. It's been a really long time, so um, this first one's not going to count, and you're probably going to want to put a tarp down because it's going to get messy. Well, that's why I've always kind of believed in like the rule of three. You know, one one for her, one for me, and then one for us. Because, you know, as, as a young guy, I mean, the first thing you want to do is just get in there and just bust your nut. Just, it's, it's you know, it's it's ingrained in your DNA. I got to spread that seed, you know, and you almost get too big of a hurry to get that, that one done. And then you're like, oh, time to go or time to go to sleep, which is not being a very good partner. You know, so I kind of developed like this rule of three, whereas like, you make sure she gets one, you make sure you get one, you're both happy, and then you, you take a nice, easy stroll for that third one together. You're not wrong. No, no. I, <laughs> I, I remember this movie years ago. It came out like when Apple, those Apple Pie movies came out. Oh, and, American. Um, oh, and she says to put on two condoms. No, no, no. It's actually, it was another movie. And the way they portrayed it in the commercials, it was like this body sex comedy, but it wasn't. It was more like this mature kind of coming of age thing. And Alec Baldwin played this guy's dad. And, you know, he, he knew his son was going out with girls. And his, the only advice he could give him because he was divorced and didn't really understand women was, you know, if he's doing like a New York accent or Boston accent, he's like, you know, you know, making love's like going to a, uh, a Chinese dinner. It ain't over till you both get your cookie. <laughs> and obviously, he's trying to like, you know, and and still in his mind to make sure that you please her too. Oh, you know, don't just you know pump and dump and run. I've had plenty of those, but it was more because I think she figured out, you know my size and how bad I was with it. Oh, God. That reminds me of another story. This is this is actually at the radio station, but I think this is after you left. All right. And there was, uh, this, you know, when people started doing instant messaging on the internet, you start talking to people you haven't seen since college or high school. Oh, God. And, you know, so there's this girl from college. You kind of knew her. had some mutual friends. And we just started chatting, and she had moved up to the Twin Cities. And, you know, for some reason, she just started flirting, you know, because it's easy to do on the internet because there's nobody there to make you feel embarrassed. And, you know, sort of, you know, going back and forth. And then I was talking about cooking. And she's like, I totally put out something cooked for me. And I'm like, well, hello. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember where this was in relation to the the two girlfriends that you knew. I want to say probably before them. At what point did you just whip out a menu for her? Oh, I mean, I started just kind of typing up some ideas. Like, oh, those are all good. It was all stuff I, I, I learned how to do at that restaurant that I worked at. Working for Assad. Oh, sure, sure. Stuff I could, you know, um, re-reverse engineer. Because he would never teach anybody thing, any of his recipes. So anyways, we make these plans. I was going to come up there like on a Saturday night, cook for her, and then just, you know, have a freaky wild time. For the record, and, too, I think he was kind of a mad scientist anyway, because he was, it seemed like fairly fairly close to hammered anyway most of the time when he cooked. No, he never drank until after he got done cooking, but I'll, we'll tell that story another time. So anyways, to, to finish up this tale of woe, anyways, I go up there. 
bring a bunch of wine, bring a bunch of food, you know, bring it into her apartment. We're kind of hanging out, watching TV. All of a sudden, boom, make it out on the couch. We're just going to town. And it's getting hot and heavy really fast. So we move into her bedroom. You know, clothes are coming off. So I get up to go to my uh, go to my um, pants and grab a, a condom. And she's like, stop, I can't do this. I just can't do this. And I'm like, oh? Yeah, because we're both fuck naked. And she just decides, like, I can't do this. I, oh, what the hell is a rationale? Something about, like, you know, I, I fall in love with a guy if I have sex with him. I'm like, okay, I'm two and a half hours away. You know, I've got a raging boner and a condom here ready to go. And I'm like, she's like, I just can't do it. I'm like, all right, I respect that. Put my clothes on, went out to the kitchen, started to slowly make food. Because, you know, I was still hungry. Well, it was just, so it was an awkward weekend. So I just kind of sat on the couch, you know, just kind of like emotionally shut down after I fed her. And... You know, I was we were just watching TV. She's like, I'm going to go to bed. And I'm like, all right. So I just sit there on the couch watching TV. She's like, you can sleep in my room if you want. I'm like, I don't know about that. I don't remember if I did or not or if I just stayed on the couch all night. But then I got up in the morning, you know, hung around the requisite awkward amount of time and then drove home really depressed. So what you got out of that was more or less blue balls on a couch. Oh, my God. That was blue balls on a NFL scale. That was just, that was bad. I went home, you know, found something interesting on the internet, you know, worked up the kinks and... Well, dude, yes. I mean, you, can't, you can't leave one. You can't leave that in the chamber. No, I probably would have done it in the car on the way home. Well, that's what I had in my truck. There wasn't a lot of room in there. You got to learn how to drive with your knees. Well, I remember think it was a stick shift, so it probably wasn't a good idea. I think my story similar to that was the girl who, like, as I'm about, we're about to like seal the deal, sits up and stares me dead in the eyes and goes. If you're trying to play me, I swear to God, I will kill you. And that's kind of like reverse blue balls because I was just like, done. Nope, I'm out. I mean, I understand that because there's, I hate to say it, but there's some women that are just targets for douchebags. Well, yeah. And this and they, one, this one though was legitimately nuts. And there's a, one of our listeners, this is the funny part about it actually, is we, you know, the old PC dorm with the connecting rooms with a bathroom. It used to be a nursing home. So she wanders over and ends up hopping into bed with one of my friends. And the next morning I wake up and see her and <laughs> yeah. And he just kind of looks at me like, don't say a goddamn thing. Like, well, I, you know, I guess I just passed the crazy off. Okay. Hey, so you heard the the Super J, uh, well, I think you talked to him, Super J uh, Burger King story, right? No, it was Taco Bell, wasn't it? Oh, no, no, Taco Bell, that's right. I keep thinking of the Humpty Dance. Oh, God. <laughs> My go-to karaoke song, Should I Ever Do It Again? Um... Okay, so here's a question for you. Let's let's get real here. You ever been caught whacking it? Um, 
No, not necessarily. I mean, as a kid, you know, like you're taking an awful long shower in there, you know, that kind of stuff. Or you think you're alone and then you hear a door slam. No, I mean, I was, you know, raised in a, in a parochial school. You're always just naturally paranoid about getting caught and sinning, you know, so you have to, you almost, you know, you, you have, you double and triple check things so you can actually do your shameful <laughs> things in private and not get caught. Like, and then go your out mom, in the woods or something. And then your mom, oh yeah, you look for woods porn, that's the best. I don't think I don't think kids today even know what woods porn is. I never had woods porn, but we found like an under a warehouse porn where it was this um, it was like a bag full of like playboys and hustlers and all the creme de la creme of porn. And you know, you come back and they're like, Why are your clothes all like orangey and like clay? I'm like, Oh, we're just playing underneath this warehouse. Find some dirt to play in. Nothing to see here, just dirt. Bunch of kids you know, out there, then, just a bunch of kids out there whacking it in the dirt. Well, it wasn't so much that. It was we were young enough where you know you don't have the overwhelming urge to whack it, but when you see boobies, it's just like you know you can't help but not look at them. I want to look at them some more. Yeah, you know the best story that I heard about getting busted was um, the guy. It's a friend of mine from this website, FARC, actually, that was home from college and he was going to town on himself and his dad walked in and he was, you know, completely butt naked. So he chased his dad, he chased his dad around the house with his junk in his hand going, next time you'll knock, won't you? Wow. Yeah, I think I'd probably get kicked out for that. Yeah, that's when they call up the, the guys with the straight jackets, usually. Eh, I don't know. Did not just, I mean, okay, here's a fun story if we're going to talk about whacking it. Um, I worked in a residential care home for some guys with, like, uh, they were, had some mental issues that were, they were fairly high functioning, except there were, like, three of them that would just, you know, whack it merciless pretty frequently and didn't care if you saw um, but there was actually one guy that did it so much and he was he was nonverbal he wasn't you know functioning as well as the other guys yeah that we actually had to put oven mitts on his hands at night so he he was whacking himself till he was bleeding oh yeah oh I got one so in high school my brother worked for a group home. And everyone's, I mean, these people were severely, severely challenged and barely functional, you know, so they had to be supervised all the time. And he told me this one story of this guy got a coat hanger, unwrapped it, straightened it out, and basically no. putting it down his urethra. No. Yeah. Sweet yeah. Lord. Well, he probably figured out you whack it, that's where the fun comes from. So if he can poke it with a stick, maybe it'll be uh, even better. I'm not sure if I follow that logic. I don't. I don't know. Like I said, like I said, you know, these folks were very, very challenged and barely functional. And you know, if, uh, what do they call that? Like lizard brain, your prehistoric part of your brain that just wants to like eat and fuck and fight. Ah, uh, that's not still the part that reads, you know, poetry and listens to Tool albums. Okay, the first one was a good portion of my twenties. All right. Um, but hey, you know, 
if I mean the ultimate was probably I think I've told you about this the guy um, so I worked at another home with these people were all considered potentially violent and you know like one of them liked to greet me by punching me in the back of the head that's how he used to say hello but this other dude you know and, and after doing this job for a while there, there really isn't a lot that will surprise you um, especially poop you get used to poop real fast um, but back to the thing um, I walk out into the living room and this resident's on the couch completely naked not surprising under normal circumstances but he was completely naked with his legs behind his head and he was blowing himself wow i thought that only happened on saturday night live uh nope it is absolutely 100 percent true and the only thing i could really do was like <laughs> just stand there kind of like well uh i can't be mad at you because you kind of beat the boss level yeah so, <laughs> That's, that's definitely the boss level. It's almost like raid boss, but... <laughs> wow. Yeah, it wasn't bad until... And I wasn't there for this until the time that he was outside doing it in the backyard in the middle of the afternoon. <clears throat> oh, God. Yeah. But, I mean, congratulations to him. I mean... <laughs> is there really much else you can say about that? You know, it's... I mean, that was that gag on Saturday Night Live when Will Ferrell did that bit. The yoga. You know, if more guys could actually reach their dick, would they just stay home and do that all the time anyways? This is all for me. You know, I mean, people pick their nose, you know. It's, it's, you know, is it that worth to take a shot in the mouth that's your own? I don't know. It's That's a, something for the philosophers to figure out. I think that's the line from the from the bit too. Is he's like the instructor says he can't do it, or it's Toby McGuire. He says he can't do it because he's not gay. And Will Ferrell says, "Hey, you masturbate with your own hand, don't you? Does that make you gay?" But Toby McGuire was the guest that episode. Yeah, he was. He was the yoga instructor. Oh Jesus. Actually, that seems something more like uh, Justin Timberlake would do, you know, dick in the box, stuff like that. I think that was pre-Justin hanging his dick up there. Oh, like when he was on, like, every other episode, just making cameos and... Pretty much. So... People used to still like him. I think they do now, just, just now that he's married. But anyway, let's... What should we open up the uh, the hotline for? Like uh, getting caught whacking at stories, or <laughs> oh god, <laughs> or just just uh, regular sexual misadventures? If you've got one, I'll post the uh, number with the link here. And we'll move on to another exciting of uh, Ofo chat.